What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And I... I have, you know, you know when when someone is one of your favorite people, but you've never even met them in person, and so you don't really know if that's like unnatural and unhealthy, and I'm a stalker, or if or if they're just that great of a person. But I I am so honored, Chelsea, for you to be here, and and so thank you for for giving us a few minutes of your time. Will, will you just tell everybody real quick, just. What you, who you are in 30 seconds before we just jump in. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here. My name is Chelsea Pites, and I am a wife and a mom and a 21-year veteran in the real estate space. And I've been Ooh. a realtor myself. Uh, I've, I am now a real estate educator, speaker. I'm an author, and I you know, share tactical strategies that are, I think are easy to digest and understand that make you feel empowered and capable to build a powerful personal brand in the world of real estate and social media. And, and you, in, in a weird way, you're, I kind of feel like you're my boss because you're like the director of social media for like the, the parent company of the company that I teach social media for. Yes, my official title, which is is quite long. I need to come up with a shorter one. I am the National Director of Social Sales for Fidelity National Financial, all of their brands of companies nationwide. And then there's me, lowly guy in Dallas-Fort Worth <laughs> that, that is just trying to execute what, what you already do so well. And so Chelsea, you're, you're literally the person... And the reason why I didn't just do a podcast that talks about tactics and strategies, because you and so many others do it at such a high level. And, and so I thought, man, I, I've got to come at it from a unique and different angle. And the angle that I came up with was not enough people talk about the mindsets that it takes to achieve and do consistently over time what, what you do at such a high level all the time. And so I want to just start with like, to the person that says, Chelsea, you don't understand, like you're just good at social media. You're, you're just better at it than me. I'm, be- I'm just not wired that way. Like talk about how broken that mindset is and, and how would you coach them through shifting that? Well, I would first say that, um, you know, if you are feeling like that, you're not alone. I think that I want to honor that it's a very human, very natural response to feel um, inferior, to have fear, to feel insecure, to have imposter syndrome. I certainly do. 
I definitely have those challenges and I still have challenges after I've, you know, written two books and I have a podcast. There are days when I think, oh my gosh, this is so awful. Like who's even going to look at and Why am I even here? Right. So I, <laughs> right. I, I want to tell you, you're not alone. And I think it's really important to sort of honor your personality and your style and who you are, because the way that I create content is very different than a lot of professional content creators. And that's okay. I'm all about reducing content stress and social media stress. And as somebody who personally um, has struggled my entire life with mental health issues, and I have a medically diagnosed OCD, there's a lot of things that, you know, make me not want to create content or have a fear around it or being on social media. So, you know, I know that's not everyone's story, but I want to encourage people that if you are feeling that way, I think that's really normal. And I I, I don't know a lot of people yeah. that maybe don't feel that way, at least at some point. Um, and if you're looking for like the quick answer and solution, I definitely don't have it. <laughs> I, I hope that one day I might find it, but I'm also very accepting of, I will have, you know, this, this, you know, fear or, you know, questioning myself, overthinking my whole life, but I, I deal with it and I, I help it propel me and, and, you know, some days are better than others. Well, and so let's talk about dealing with it, right? Like on days that you just aren't feeling it. I know I've noticed in your stories lately, you kind of talked about like, you're kind of reeled out. And, and you're struggling to come up with, with different things and different IGTV episodes. So mm-hmm. how do you overcome the moments where you're like, oh, this is the last thing I want to do today, but this is kind of what works and helps my business grow. Yeah. So like, do you give yourself permission to do nothing sometimes? A and then how do you overcome percent. it when you need to keep going? A thousand percent. I am a big believer in your self-care. And, you know, if I don't feel like doing something, I'm not going to do it. And I used to force myself through it. And I used to force myself to do it. Now, let me say there is something to be said. Like today, I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to get on my Peloton, but I made myself do it. I said, well, if I do five minutes, then it's better than nothing. And I ended up staying on for the whole 20 minutes. So there is definitely an element of forcing yourself to try to do something. And oftentimes I will do that. And then I just save stuff and I may not even post it. And sometimes I come back to it six weeks later and I'm like, this is actually pretty good. I should post this now. (laughs) So I, I do think that at some point you do need to say, well, let me just create something. doesn't mean I have to post it. Uh, but yes, absolutely. If you don't feel like being on social media or making a piece of content that day, then don't. I, I love it. I, I love, I love that advice. As long as we just don't stay there, right? right? Like mm-hmm. one day, one day of permission can't turn into a month of permission, right? Right. And yeah. and, and and that turns into a bad thing. But I want to also like what because I struggle with this of. You, you need to be better at social media. So you follow people that are better or doing it at a higher level than you. And so how, how do you fight against, I guess what would just be called imposter syndrome, right? Like where, where people start following you and they're growing and they're learning, but then they're watching you and you're like, Oh my gosh, look at how good her reels are. Oh my gosh. Like she's just so authentic and her, she does bedhead stories and like, how do you protect from learning and growing, but not letting yourself feel like you're less than looking at the people that you're, you're paying attention to? 
Yeah, I think for me, and I've I've talked about this before, even on some Facebook lives, that imposter syndrome for me personally, I won't speak for you know anyone but myself. Sure. Definitely, imposter syndrome is something that so far I've never overcome. There are days when I don't mm. even think about it, and I feel confident. Um, it doesn't stop me, generally speaking, from doing things and taking risks, but. Um, with my personality, I know that it's a really good chance that I'm, I'm probably going to have some level of comparison with, with someone else. And, and that's just a, a, an internal me thing of, you know, feeling though, as though that maybe I'm not good enough or I'm not educated enough, or, you know, certainly I can't, you know, compare myself to some of my, some of our mentors. I think, oh my gosh, I'll never be as awesome as they are. And, so I think that we all struggle um, with with those feelings, and I I'm hoping that in sharing that people will feel like, okay, I you know if if people who are making content on a regular basis are kind of feeling this way from time to time, then I I think you know that's kind of normal and that's okay. Like you said, it's it's really how long do you let yourself be there? Or in my mind, if I'm creating something, I'm like, Ugh, I don't know if this is good. I'm still putting it out. But, you know, there's times when you might not right. put it out and then you don't put out the next one and you don't put out the next one. And you don't put out the next one. Yeah. And, and, and I, I love that, you know, for everybody listening, I, you never, at least I don't think you ever arrive at anything. Right. John, John Maxwell, who, who's an incredible thought leader, like he talks about how like the worst thing we can do is compare because we're always going to find somebody we're better than, but we're going to find way more people that are better than us. And so it's a horrible roller coaster to find ourselves on. And, and so I, I love that, that that's the way you said it, because I, I, I think that's real life. And, and so to that person that's, that's fighting through all of these different things, you know, you're, you're the queen of, of Instagram. And, and I think, you know, you're as, you're as good as anyone I've ever seen on there. If, if someone listening hasn't fully embraced social media yet, like where, where would you tell them to start? You know, obviously it seems like you favor Instagram over Facebook. I favor Facebook over Instagram. How do, how do you walk somebody through like what platform, you know, is the right one to start on? What would you start at, at with the first piece of content? Like what, what would that look like? So I think that you have, you, it's okay to have a favorite. It's totally okay to have a yeah. favorite. You could, you, you know, you say, well, I love Facebook or I love, you know, uh, LinkedIn or I'm loving Clubhouse, whatever it is. So it's totally okay to have a favorite. And I, I do in some ways hope that people do pick a favorite because it, it yeah. can feel a little overwhelming with all the places, all the things. Yes. Sometimes when you sort of have like, you know, this one place that you're like, but I like going there. So it doesn't really feel like a job. And, you know, I can go in there. Now I will just tell you, I do love Instagram because of Instagram stories. So before all the other pieces came out and reels and IGTV, I was there for the stories. So that if I could just do stories the rest of my life, I do not like posting in the feed. I loathe it. I sweat about it. It takes me an hour to write a caption. I delete it. I edit it. I go back and forth. So that's just, it's, it's torturous for me. 
And, um, you know, people probably don't know that when they're seeing it in the feed. I don't love it. That's just, I just don't love it. But what I do love is the ease of just picking up my phone and talking to people and being human. And for a lot of people, they don't like that. They're like, I would love to write. I would love to be in the feed and I can, you know, I don't have to be on video and I can still, you know, help people and, and build my brand. Some people love clubhouse because it's just audio and they love to, you know, share and talk with like-minded people. So I think it's okay to pick a favorite. And if you just don't have a favorite at all, um, I would say, you know, really thinking about embracing that quote unquote story format, I think in the next couple of years is going to be really, really important. Um, And it's kind of like, you know, I think when YouTube arrived on the scene and they're like, well, YouTube, okay, well, like, are are people really going to spend a bunch of hours watching videos that people made in their office or their living room? Well, here we are. (laughs) How later? Um, so anything that's a little bit new can be a little bit daunting and, and then we sort of get used to it. Right. Cause it's like this whole thing with TikTok and reels. I was like, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is for me. Um, sure. me, you know, building brand and business with this and then you start to get used to it and then you start to try it. And yeah, so right. I would encourage people to embrace the story side of it and, and not to throw things into the mix for stressing people out. But because of the way Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram are built now, they have multiple feeds. They have the home feed, which we're used to kind of seeing that you're mm-hmm. kind of scrolling up and down. And they have a stories feed. And it's my personal opinion that in 2021 and beyond, until they make it one feed again, which who knows if they ever will, you do right. have to be present in both places. I'm not saying you have to yeah. post content in both places, but you need to be going in and talking to people and commenting not only on feed posts, but also in stories. So that does throw a little bit of an added um, challenge to, to the social media mix, but I certainly don't spend equal amounts of time on all the platforms. I am a human being. I am a mom. I'm a wife. I have a full-time job. I cannot do that. And that's okay if you feel overwhelmed and you can't do it. Well, so with that being said, talk to us because I I stole this from you. And that's a terrible way to say it because I give you credit. Your name is on the slide. Yeah. I guess I didn't, I didn't technically steal it. You can use anything. Well, I'm, I'm always happy to do that. Steal away. (laughs) Okay, good. Thanks. So everybody heard it. Right. So when I start claiming things as my own, so talk, like, I, I think the most brilliant thing that, that I teach from you is, is kind of your, your 10, 10, 10, Rule, principle, strategy. I don't remember exactly how you how you name it, but we, talk us through like what the ten 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 is mm-hmm. and the power that that brings to 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 your your social media. Yeah, so you know, I'll I'll talk about that little formula. My brain works in formulas. I need somebody to tell me exactly what to do. That's just how my brain works. And so I'd go to these conferences, and they would say, "You got to provide value." I'm like, "Well, like what? Like, can you tell yeah. me exactly yeah. what that looks like?" So the way that I like to help in, you know, empower people is by giving them these actual things that they can do and do immediately and see results. So when I um, kind of really started refocusing on not creating as much content, but really engaging with people. And so you've seen, you've heard me talk about less contenting, more commenting. That's been my mantra the last couple of years. 
And in, in many ways, it's, it's a good thing for the commenter. It's a great thing for the person receiving the comments. And it's an amazing thing for your algorithm and the platform, because what happens is you don't have to stress about creating a piece of content. You can go and support people and be a super fan for their content and make them feel great. And it's a nice positive experience with your brand. And they see your profile picture. They see your name. You're helping their content. Meanwhile, Facebook and Instagram are like, this is awesome. Thanks for being a good engager and bringing people back to the platform to read your comment because then we can serve them another ad possibly. So all the way around, it's helpful. And then you're not so stressed about like having to come up with content because if you're like me, some things that stress me out, I'm just like, "Mm, not going to do it. And then I don't even go in and like do whatever I want to do, right? I got to get on the bike for five minutes and then I might, you know, actually for the whole 30 minute session. So that's getting on the bike for five minutes. And, and that will really help you, um, you know, stay relevant and build your brand in a very human way and also have this positive connection with, with your brand. So again, to sort of gamify it and make it something that I can, you know, okay, like I'm going to do this for 10 minutes and, and this little 10, 10, 10 thing, you pick whatever number you want, five, 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 whatever it is. And it's kind of just like a little game. It's basically, um, you know, put a timer on the clock. That's the first number. So let's say we're doing five, five, five. You're going to do five minutes on the timer. So, you know, you're not going to get lost in the feed. You're going to do your best to get to the end of the game within five minutes. You may or may not, but you're doing something. You're going to go into the main feed, the one that goes up and down. And you're going to go scroll through that feed or go through your friends list if you're on Facebook or whatever it is and really try to make five comments, thoughtful comments, not a like, not a little heart eye emoji, an actual comment. And and you might get one, you might get one two sentence comment in that five minutes, but at least you did something, right? And then you got to go up to the stories feed. So now you got to scroll side to side. So you're kind of going down the main home feed. Then you're going to go across the stories feed. And, you know, if you can do that twice a day for five minutes or 10 minutes, it really will positively impact when you do post content. And it will also let people know that you're there and you're present and you're engaged. And so it's kind of a win-win. It's, it's incredible. And, and, and then I love that, you know, I'm a huge fan of, of just direct messaging, just period. And just the intimacy that it brings in social media. Mm -hmm. And so when you're doing that in the stories, right, it's putting you directly into their DM. And, and so now you're instantly engaging in a private conversation and it's, it's amazing. The stories I hear of, man, I did that. And then they were like, Oh, I've been meaning to call you. I wanted, you know, and, and now it turns into a transaction. Right. And it simply started out as just a thoughtful opportunity to, to say something nice or encouraging or, or, or whatever that is. Right. And, and so I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And what I want to kind of wrap up with is, you know, you, you obviously are the expert of social selling but it's a weird, like it's, that's a weird title because you know that even though it's called social selling, it's way more about the social part and not about the selling part. And so talk to people about like, how do you keep the mindset of where we are trying to sell, but at the same time, we're not trying to sell, or at least not let people know that we are. Mm-hmm. How do you walk that tightrope? And, and do it the right way without getting too money hungry. Yeah. I think for my, my 
personal mode mentality. Um, I just say, well, you're selling, but you're not selling your product or service. So if we, if for my mindset is I'm selling me and, and, you know, connecting with me in a, in a human way. And I, you know, share, I share a ton of information because I love educating people. That is my current, my personal currency. And I was in a a room the other day where we were chatting about, well, I'm kind of afraid to give away all my content because I don't want somebody else to build their business off of it. Or, you know, and I said, well, you know, here's the thing. Um, Everything's online, (laughs) right? So I could spend 25 (laughs) straight hours Googling and putting together your content, or, you know, I could get it from somewhere else. So that the idea of the scarcity, right, that somebody else might make money off of it or whatever it is. Um, I just don't come from that, that perspective on anything. That's just generally how I am in life, not just business. I'm a really big believer in just giving, 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 giving. And maybe, maybe it's once in six years, I might say, Hey, can you help me out? And then everyone was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have a lot of people in my direct messages that are like, that is amazing. So like, what, where do I sign up for your stuff? I'm like, there's no link. You don't sign up for, you don't sign up. I'm not selling you anything. I'm just helping you out. So that goes a long way, I think, with people. And so my personal perspective is, what are you selling? It's not your product, probably. So we're right. talking about well, so, else. Yeah. So with that, right, because you said you're, you're not selling a product or service, you're selling yourself. Mm-hmm. People that follow you, whether they already follow you or they're going to follow you after they listen to this episode, they're going to go, well, duh, Chelsea, like you're super awesome. Of course, it's easy to sell yourself. Like I suck. I don't think I'm that great at anything. Like how do we, so how do we motivate people to truly see the worth in themselves so that they feel confident in selling themselves and not the product all the time? Yeah. I mean, isn't that the the question of of all time, right? Um, one of the things that I tell people just to kind of make it more tangible for content that's human is, um, you know, the phrase that I've been saying for a long time that there's magic in the mundane and the everyday things that mm, we do with family good. and friends and talk about. I mean, when I call my mom, like we don't talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's this big announcement I wanted to tell you. I'm like, so yeah, I got dog food today and <laughs> did the things. And I don't know, <laughs> what do you think about this brand? Have you tried it? You know, that's what you talk about with your friends and family. And if I were to tell you that one of my best performing pieces of content you're going to laugh was about a weird looking plant in my front yard. And this plant became a co-star. I called, we called her alien plant. So AP, I had people all over the world sending me pictures of other alien plants. And I actually, when she died, um, we had a funeral for her. Like, I mean, I know that sounds like really weird. Oh my gosh. But if I were to put on paper on a list of content ideas, talk about the plant in my front yard. It's all in how you present it. It's all in how you right. take and present it, right? And so the easiest way to take a boring thing is to ask people their opinion. If you are getting your coffee in the morning and you say, what's your favorite Keurig flavor? Do you like this one? Um, I did that one time and apparently there is a big divide between team hazelnut creamer and team vanilla. Oh I'm a hazelnut. What? People were like, oh. 
they were just like, could not believe that I was team hazelnut. So it, that is so mundane. Isn't Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. So we're overthinking it. It's, it's, you can take something boring and you can, you can figure out a way to, to make it a little bit more, I guess, interesting. Wow. Well, I, I'm team hazelnut too. So <laughs> yeah, I knew no, that's why no we hazelnut. Woo. Uh, okay. So I know I said that there was going to be the last thing, but, the, but, but, but one last thing is, so I, I was literally, I was just teaching a class 35 minutes ago and a realtor that was in there was saying like, I'm quirky. I'm, I'm kind of a Lucille ball type personality mm-hmm. is what she was saying about herself. And she said, but I want to work with the upper echelon luxury client, but I'm worried that that personality type, right? Like, isn't going to mesh well with, with the so-called luxury type people. So you, you have a national position where you are looked at as the, the absolute voice in our industry and you work with agents that are selling $150,000 starter homes and you work with agents that are selling $10 million, you know, 20,000 foot square, square foot mansions. So how do you navigate those waters of like being silly or just being yourself, but, but not feeling like it would be labeled unprofessional? Mm-hmm. I think there's a really big mental block about being human and being professional at the same time. I don't see that there's, a, there's some, it's, it's exclusive. Yeah. You can be human yep. um, and relatable and, you know, I'm a mom and I do a lot of content around me being a mom. And I feel like there's no reason why I can't talk about being a mom, but also being a professional, you know, speaker. Right. And, and, you know, so I, I, I think that, you know, we're not talking about the difference between personal and private. I don't share a lot of private content, but I share a lot of humanizing content. You don't have to overshare. You don't have to cross that line. And certainly I think we all know that there are things that are professional and things that are not. And, you know, you you can be the person who decides that. But for me, I I really did not start out being real as me because I didn't know how to be. I know that sounds very strange, but it's very difficult to be yourself on camera until you get used to it. And and I have. Um, And I really don't know any other way to be. And anyone who's actually met me in person will verify she is 100% the Chelsea you see there in real life. I'm probably even more weird in real life. Um, (laughs) But... I, the only thing that's truly original is you and your content and your life. And you're, that's a hundred percent scalable. And, and that's it. Like everybody else has access to all the same books, all the same websites, all the same information about real estate. The only yeah. thing you don't have access to is what it's like being you. So good. So good. So we're at the end of this journey. We're landing this plane You've added immense amount of value. How do people find you? How do people buy your book? How to post is, is the most brilliant book I've ever seen on social media. And, um, and so h- how do people connect yeah, to, to the one and only Chelsea Pites? Best place to get me is Instagram. And um, Facebook has a max of how many people you can connect with. And I am maxed out there. Right. Uh, I am active on all the socials, but honestly, Instagram, where you can connect with me, DM me, you can see me every single day. There's a ton of content that will help you get better 
at Instagram and social media. Um, so that's where I spend the majority of my time. And that's the best place to connect with me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chelsea, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on here with me. It is an honor. Thank you guys for, for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. I hope you loved it. We'll be back soon with another episode. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.